Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of Single Soups. I'm JR, and I'm joined by my fellow soup sumbays, Old R, Howdy, and Min. Soup! <laughs> and today, we're going to talk about our favorite soups. We know our audience has been waiting for this discussion for a long time, so let's jump into it. So I'm going to give you a very brief crash course in my culture with my chosen soup. For a little context, my mother is Assyrian and lived in the Middle East, specifically Iraq and Kuwait, for the first portion of her life. I'm going to apologize in advance for my pronunciation of certain words. I'm but a mere American mortal, and I don't technically know these languages. I know, I'm very sorry. I also want to mention that some of the words I'll use will be Assyrian and others are Arabic, as Assyrians have lived in Arab and other Middle Eastern countries for centuries. So my soup is called kubba hamoth, which translates to sour kubba. Kubba is essentially a meat dumpling, or at least that's how you'll see it translated when you look this up, if you look this up. These quote-unquote dumplings consist of a mix of raw ground beef and rice, which creates like a shell for the dumpling. We put these two ingredients in a food processor and it essentially creates a thick paste. This mixture is then flattened out and filled with seasoned cooked ground beef. The seasoning is usually salt, pepper, allspice, onions, and parsley. The dumpling is then formed into an American football shape or a disc. They're pretty small, I'd say like two inches long, typically. My mom, in particular, not everyone does this, then boils them to cook the kubba before putting them in the soup. But what I like to do at this point is take the cooked kubba and fry them in a pan and eat them like that before they're even put into the soup base. The soup itself is a tomato base seasoned with sautéed onions, salt, pepper, and lemon. Turnips and leafy greens, like spinach or Swiss chard, are then added to the soup. Now, most Middle Eastern food is eaten with lachma, or bread, but it's not the type of, like, loaf of bread you might be thinking of. It's something more like a samun, which is kind of a cross between pita bread and a sandwich roll. It's not as flat as pita bread, but it's not as thick as a sandwich roll, and it's usually really soft and really good warm. This bread is usually shaped like a canoe or a fish. Some, sometimes my family calls it fish bread. <laughs> but yeah, that type of bread is common. Or chobos tanur, which is a flatbread without a pocket. It's really cool. They essentially stick the bread on the side of the oven and it just sticks there and bubbles up. And it looks really cool. I highly suggest finding a video and seeing how that's made. Another side would be jilale, which translates to herbs, and this typically consists of parsley, cilantro, green peppers, and green onions. They're raw herbs, so like it's a really refreshing bite to add to the other warm foods in front of you. <laughs> in my opinion, this is like the perfect warming dish to have during cooler temperatures, and it's just delicious in my opinion. If you like sour foods, this will definitely be right up your alley. And that was one of the reasons I picked this dish, because the flavor profile is quite different from Western cuisine. Like, I can't think of another warm dish that's also sour, which sounds kind of strange, I will admit. But once you have it all together, it really makes sense. So my mom was incredibly helpful while I was putting this together. So shout out to her. Also, from my mom to you. Nani lochun. Which essentially translates to... Bon appetit. So, bon appetit. <laughs> okay, Oldar, what is your soup pick? 
My favorite soup is one of the two foods that a friend ordered for me and said, trust me, you'll love it. And they were right. Anyone who's ever been to a Korean restaurant with me will know that I love soft tofu soup. If it's on the menu, I'm going to get it. Now, I know this is a controversial pick because in Korea, it's technically considered as a stew and even has the term jjigae in its name. However, by Western standards, I think it straddles the line between bean soup and stew. And also my local Korean restaurant has it listed in the soup section, but then they describe <laughs> it as a stew. So that also makes things confusing. And I don't want to rehash the points from our previous episode on it was set in. But for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to categorize it as a soup, so... <laughs> there are a few varieties, but the general recipe does have a few staple ingredients. Aside from the obvious inclusion of tofu, usually this recipe also includes pepper flakes, onions, oil, green onions, garlic, and some kind of stock like vegetable stock, seafood, or anchovy stock. There are a few varieties of the soup, including seafood, vegetarian, and kimchi, which determine the additional ingredients. In the past, I always got the seafood version because it came with shrimp, but then I discovered kimchi soft tofu soup, and it felt like it took an already great soup to another level with its taste. Pair it with rice and side dishes, and you've got a great meal. How I like to eat it is that while it's still bubbling hot off the stove, I crack an egg and stir it around so that it's cooked, I'm not a fan of eggs, but trust me, it works here. Then, after it's cooled down, I get half a spoonful of the soup and dip it into the rice bowl so that I get two foods at once, and it's delicious like that. I don't recommend dumping the rice into the soup, which I've seen people do, because I feel like it takes away from the experience, and if you're not someone who can handle hot food, if you dump the rice in, you don't have a balance in heat, which a friend of mine who never had Korean food before found out the hard way, because he saw people at another table doing it, <laughs> so he was just like, help! <laughs> However, I do switch off between the soup and the side dishes, because they're usually cooler in temperature and, again, it gives the meal some balance. Side dishes that I enjoy with this soup include fish cake, japchae, and bean sprouts. In my opinion, Korean soup in general, but especially soft tofu soup, are great because there's so many interesting flavors. And it's not just a sodium dump that a lot of soups in the U.S. tend to be. Mm, I just want to throw in something here. I was originally going to do what would also be considered a stew called shorwa or shorba in Arabic. And my mom was like, you can't do that. It's a stew. And I was like, it's soup adjacent. And that is good enough for me. But then she reminded me of kubahamoth. And I was like, you know what? That is an actual soup. And I also love it. So let's go with that. But I just think it's funny that you were like, is it a soup? Is it a stew? I'm just going to go with soup for now. Well, that was the argument I had with Seda last night was <laughs> over that. Because she was the one who said, oh yeah, it counts as a soup. But then I brought it up again, and then she was arguing with me it's more of a stew. <laughs> the thing and then is, I, was I feel American like, stews. yeah, compared to other jigues, I feel like this one is more soup-like, you know? Yes. So also, it depends on how I'm much on you pile side. in with the ingredients. That is also because true. It, it does have the consistency of soup. You know Progresso soups? Mm -hmm. How, like, they're chunkier than yeah. table soup? That's what it kind of feels like to me. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's that difference. But again, flavor, miles apart. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> from any of the U.S. stuff. And yeah. there are some good soups in Korea. But like this, though, when we were first yeah, talking delicious. about like what's our favorite soup, it's like this one. I'm not a big soup person, even though I have a lot of chicken noodle soup when it's allergy season. But this one is just it's so different and it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. No matter who cooks it, no matter the variation, you can't lose I feel like it's also pretty easy to make for yourself, at least from the recipes I've seen. I've tried a few different ones, and they pretty much always come out pretty good. Like, I haven't come across a recipe I don't like yet, so. I just like eating them at restaurants. (laughs) But for those who are not so blessed with Korean restaurants, you gotta There's only one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great, but it's very expensive, but it's worth the price. But enough about me. Min, what soup are you going to be serving us? Yes. I am a rebel and chose two soups because I don't really appear on the side things. And also one is more honest to me and another one is basically a stew. The stew (laughs) versus soup conundrum continues. But I'm going to start off with the Norwegian alternative because I am from Norway. All of our food is beige. This dish, (laughs) also beige. We love our beige. Everything is just beige. But the soup I'm going to talk about is sold, which, Mm. yeah, is basically a stew, but it has the same base as any traditional Norwegian soup, which is basically just you cook some meat until you get stock, and then you add vegetables into it, and that's Mm. your soup. So sometimes it just looks like water with a little bit of loose vegetables in it. Our country was poor, (laughs) is what our food looks like. But it is very good. And it has a lot of local varieties. Ooh. How is it typically seasoned? <laughs> In the most European way, it's not. It's oh, no. salty. <laughs> but you gotta remember, we make food to last. We cure food True. with salt to mm. last. We dry out food to last. <laughs> Spice isn't really a thing here. Thing is either salty or just whatever is in there. So it's more about the meat that you put in it. Mm. Where I'm from, Sod usually has tiny little meatballs and then Ooh. carrot, kohlrabi, rutabaga. <laughs> that's what it, that's the stupid English name or a Swede as it's also called. Some places do fish in it, and potato is a must, because every (laughs) soup has potato in it, every meal has potato in it, there's always potato. Good. Yeah, if you Google pictures of salt, it's basically, it's just just beige. (laughs) You get in the beige. Where I'm from, it's usually a, oh, you're going to a wedding? Salt. Oh, you're going to a confirmation? Salt. Oh, you're going to a funeral? Salt. <laughs> Every time. So it's like Every time food? It looks good, though. <laughs> but it is good, and we have flatbread with it, which is not an exciting flatbread. It is the plainest thing you will ever eat. But it is good, though. But it is the most cardboard-like thing that you will ever experience in your life. Don't come to Norway for the food. <laughs> Okay, no, we do have some good food, but if you don't like salty, you're not going to find a lot of joy here. <laughs> I'm a fan of salt, so I'm fine with that. Yes. Likewise. But 
to go over to my uh, what I actually eat the most of soup-wise, because I am a very refined person and at work I have a unholy amount of tiny little individually packed soup packets that you just like mm. mix with warm water and have in your cup and then ta-da, soup. Convenient. And that is always tomato soup. Or not always, but mostly tomato soup, because tomato soup is a classic. And I am here for it. Mm. I love it because you we usually have it with macaroni, maybe a boiled egg, maybe some sausage mm-hmm. to make it a little mm. nice. You can add spices to it or you can have it plain. Or you could do the very Norwegian thing of having pancakes with it. Ooh, that, pancakes? Yes. I actually, I knew this was a thing, <laughs> but I didn't have it until I was older. When I visited a friend of mine and we had pancakes and tomato soup for dinner and how they would do it in her family was start with the pancakes. You, we usually have not American pancakes that are like thick and fluffy, but more kind of like crepes, but mm. just less sweet. Okay. So big round flat pancake. <laughs> usually I am a jam person on my pancakes. Some people use bacon or meat or whatever but i like my jams or just plain sugar or you know nutella so you eat that first and then you have a bowl of soup after Interesting. so like two separate meals in one but you know right mm-hmm. it is very good love tomato soup very versatile is it a bland choice maybe but that it's a classic it's the truth yeah it is yeah. you can't yeah. eat the classic and it's actually a soup and yes. you can also customize it. That's another nice thing about soups is that you have a base and then how you pair it with other foods or what other ingredients you add to it are what really make it different. And mm. then you make it into a stew when you add too much stuff and you're like, yep, yeah. this is a stew now. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. the best thing. So we got a little bit of soup and we got a little bit of stew. Yeah, We, we towed the line for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to me that... You have sweet pancakes before having the savory meal. Because, at least in my family, we'll do that with, like, breakfast. You have the sweet pancakes before. And then you eat, like, the eggs and the hash browns and the sausage. But you do it before soup. Yeah, every family does it a little bit different. Right, right. So there's definitely people that do soup first, pancake after, but you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right. So is tomato soup, like, super common in Norway... As a whole, then, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. We are big on our, like, outdoor-friendly food, like food that you can bring with you and just Mm. make at a campfire. And there's definitely more varieties of tomato soup than other soups available. So it is also very much a student classic, because when I was very low on money, we would just buy loads and loads of like soup packets and just eat tomato soup every day all day norway's are student food well wasn't this delightful at some point hopefully we can meet each other so i can try your great soups or you can come to a restaurant to try the one that i like yes. and we've been meaning to talk about our favorite soups for a long time however we know our audience comes to us for the facts first not our opinions, but who knows? Maybe next year we'll do an episode on our favorite ice cream and call it Single Scoops. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Thank you for indulging us, and we'll be returning to our regular programming soon. 
JR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter, at KpopSunbase, or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. More single scoops are coming your way soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Annyeong. Get souped.